everyone. Welcome to the Destination Hoop podcast. I am your host, Adamon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is actually episode number five, and so I'm pretty excited. Uh, we're kind of getting our training wheels uh, moving along and uh, seeing where we're going with this podcast. Um, there is a lull in the NBA news these days, and I was thinking about a few things to talk about. And so um, without further ado, let's chop it up. So the first topic I wanted to talk about is the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I actually lived in L.A. from 2008 to 2015. Well, I lived in the Inland Empire and then moved a little closer to the Diamond Bar area. So uh, I am well-versed with the Lakers. I was around during the Kobe time, the Kobe era. And uh, I actually am one of those fans that very much dislike the Lakers. Um, you could even almost use the word hate only because when I was in Portland, Oregon, they defeated my Trailblazers and we had a fourth quarter meltdown in the 2000 Western Conference Finals. And uh, of course, we know Kobe and Shaq would go on to win three more championships. And uh, yeah, that was a, a tough day for Portland fans against the Lakers. So I have no love for the Lakers, but I must say that um, there is a little bit of, I would say, delight in seeing kind of what transpired with the Lakers thus far. And I find that even though I don't like the Lakers, maybe it's because I, I lived in LA um, during those eight years, but I have to say that uh, I still gravitate towards uh, following the Lakers it's kind of like, I don't know, like keeping track of your worst enemy and kind of finding out what they're doing and et cetera. But of course, they always get the uh, gravitational pull of the top stars and with LeBron and AD and then, of course, the debacle with Westbrook. Um, you just kind of know that the Lakers are always going to have their stars coming. You know, LA is just, of course, it's Tinseltown, the Hollywood and and... LA is like one of the perfect places to live. It's it's what 75 degrees most of the year around, especially if you live on the LA side, not in the Inland Empire on the east side of LA. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's always interesting to keep up with the Laker news, and who knows what the Lakers what the Lakers are going to be able to do regarding Westbrook and I don't know. There's just so many. Uh, question marks before the season but I if I were a betting man I would say Westbrook played his last game last year I don't think he'll suit up for the Lakers and if he did it would be pretty shocking yeah the Lakers are always a interesting team um I always root against them <laughs> but uh yeah I mean I it's not that I am a LeBron hater but I I just don't want to see them win another championship at least for a long time. Maybe we'll get a really charismatic, uh, fun NBA player moving to the Lakers. And uh, But in the meantime, I just find that uh, it would be surprising if the Lakers won any more championships with LeBron at the helm. Not that I'm dogging LeBron. He obviously is top. I would put him in my top five of greatest of all time. Um, so... No knock against LeBron. Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's talk about the uh, rookies. Um, you know, it's it's always exciting every year as we get to kind of see in the summer league and 
Um, thinking about what's going to happen with the new rookie class, I have to say that uh, Banquero, Holmgren, uh, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, I'm telling you, there is there is a lot of hope and excitement uh, for this coming year. Those teams, Orlando, um, the Thunder, the Rockets with Jalen Green, they're going to be really exciting to watch. I, I think that um, there's going to be a lot of interest around the league as we see these young guys mature and probably make some pretty big splash um, their rookie years. Jaden Ivey paired up with Cade Cunningham. Goodness gracious, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be a really fun team. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited to watch the uh, the rookies play this year. And, of course, the the next coming uh, rookie class is going to be amazing as well with uh, the Victor Wimbenyama sweepstakes. That'll be really interesting about... Uh, but yeah, anyways, it's it's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm really excited to see how the rookies respond and how they play. And um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time to be an NBA fan, for sure. So I'm pretty thankful for the NBA League Pass. I've had it in the past a couple of years and never really took advantage of it. And uh, this year, I'm definitely going to be tuning in a lot more. Um, so yeah, pretty excited. Let's think about the next topic here. Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons is an incredibly talented player. If I were a GM, I would want him on my team. I'm not really sure the whole situation with that, basically the fall of Ben Simmons. Um, of course, in the playoffs, not last year, but the year before, and kind of passing up that, layup slash dunk and passing it to Thibel. Um It's been a, a whirlwind of a roller coaster for Ben Simmons. And, you know, through all the, like, um, all the people speaking out against Ben Simmons and all the comments by the coaches and players like Embiid, if I were in Simmons' camp, I, I would be really frustrated. And if I were Ben Simmons' You know, it would be a pretty tumultuous situation um, as a player. I mean, you're in the limelight, in the in the limelight of the NBA, and I just, I don't know. I I feel sorry for him because it's you're put under a microscope, and I don't think any of us um, everyday normal people will ever understand the pressure and the expectation that. A player has and I know he was like um, dealing with mental health and um, he ended up getting traded to the Nets and then everyone thought maybe he would play in the playoffs this past year and then he didn't end up playing in the playoffs and you know finally I I really do hope that he can have a rebound year and um, really make a statement um, whether who knows what's going to happen with Durant and Irving, but actually I'm really pulling for Simmons. I I think that um, first and foremost, we have to remember these NBA players, they're human beings and they're going to get offended. They're going to get their feelings hurt. They're going to um, 
not be able to come back immediately and rebound. I mean, I remember Nick Anderson on the Orlando Magic, and when he just got torched by the Bulls and and by Jordan, and after that, he his career just it's almost like he never rebounded after missing all those free throws at the end. And it is a mental game. And I hope for Ben Simmons mentally, he's going to be able to rebound off of this. And um, I just, his talent, his, the ability to pass and, and defend and hopefully, you know, if they can utilize him in a more point forward position, um, I would just really love to see him succeed. So I'm pulling for him. The Golden State Warriors. All right. Talk about a team to love. You just have to love how it's all homegrown for the most part, minus the uh, Durant, et cetera. But, uh, you know, at least the core in uh, Thompson, Green and Curry, and to be able to see uh, a team be able to get four championships, and hopefully they're looking to get more, obviously. And you just have to love how a team is able to draft their own players and uh, get this type of success. I feel like with the all the different rules, salary caps, and luxury tax. And I think it's really difficult for teams to be able to hold on to their original drafted players. And um, it's refreshing to see like the teams like the Warriors and the Bucks and the Boston Celtics kind of build their teams from, from the beginning. And I think that's what makes us as fans even if we're not from that city or that area it just makes us as fans really kind of gravitate towards those type of uh, teams and those type of players who are so committed to their town um, I lived in Portland many years and I and I love the loyalty of Damian Lillard and it's a really long shot for Lillard to eventually obtain a championship but mad respect for his loyalty to Portland and it would be really difficult to see him in a different uniform but going back to the Warriors like even now they're they're dealing with contract extensions with Thompson and Poole and Green and um, I think I've heard the luxury tax being all the way up to 500 million dollars for those extensions and it just seems it seems like they're not going to obviously keep all their players. and um, But with the injuries that they had the last couple of years, they were able to draft pretty high picks in terms of Weissman and Kaminga and uh, Moody. And so I feel like they're in a really unique situation where they've got that veteran championship pedigree and then they have this incredibly amazing young core throw in pool as well you've got this amazing young core that can that can come in and man if they can contribute it's going to offset the losses of um uh, gary payton the second and Otto porter jr and uh shout out to gary payton the second going to my team portland trailblazers i hope that he 
plays at least 25 to 30 minutes a game. He may not start, but uh, he's 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 tough. He's he's a great player to watch, and I love the defense. But yeah, the Warriors, they're a just um, kind of a Cinderella team. And I I still think that Curry just has, you know, he, he's got such a, a gravitational pull. And he's so likable, so relatable. He, you know, he's not this iconic figure like Michael Jordan. He's he's six foot three. Well, that's still taller than the average person, but he's more relatable. And um you know the baby assassin, the baby face, and just the the good guy that he is. It's it's hard to root against him, and so um, even though I uh, have kind of a, a favored team in the Trailblazers, I find myself rooting for the Warriors quite often, and it was pretty uh, sweet to kind of see them win a championship after Durant left, and so um, it's, it's hard to to hate on the Warriors. It really is. But uh, yeah, I love them. I hope that they do well. And um, with Clay Thompson being healthy this year, uh, Green hopefully not letting his contract extension cause any rifts with this coming year. Curry still playing well. And then all the developments of the young players. We got to enjoy this last run before there could be major changes in the future. So this coming year, Warriors are a must-see team. Uh, I just hope they don't have any major injuries. And then lastly, the GOAT, which is why I'm wearing my Jumpman logo hat. We got to talk a little bit about Michael Jordan. Um, I mean, the the absolute GOAT. I mean, I, it's, it's fun watching uh, NBA pundits on ESPN or Fox Sports or different podcasts and listening to how people like to compare Jordan with Kobe or Jordan versus LeBron, etc. And it's entertaining, and I appreciate people making the effort to kind of share why, um, why LeBron should be above Jordan. Um, but I think for the most part, maybe you can disagree with me or agree with me, but I think for the most part, the majority of numbers still favor Jordan and, um, and most of the NBA players still will favor him. But yes, there are not outliers, but there is a growing percentage of people that, um, would love to put LeBron above Jordan. I think for the most part, people look at Kobe as a facsimile of Jordan, just um, just a step below Jordan. And um, so, yeah, I mean, Michael is the GOAT. I, I mean, 6-0, and and once he, once he got to the finals, he was 6-0. and uh, Yes, he lost against the Pistons, and yes, in his younger career, he lost against the Celtics. But once he got his... Once he got Phil Jackson, once he had a maturing Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant, uh, and then of course we know not only did he three peat, he went on to three peat again two years later. So it's it's really amazing. I mean, I think with Jordan, um, this was obviously before social networks and the um, ubiquity of the internet. Jordan still was a household name. I mean, if if we didn't believe that before, just when you take the 92 Olympics and then you see like the specials and the shows about it, Jordan was basically 
like treated like a god nearly. I mean, even Larry Bird called him god in in basketball shoes or whatever. And so, I mean, Jordan was just this mystical figure, this this bigger than life. He had so much charisma, uh, so likable. He was a good looking man. He, I think, another thing that made him so interesting is that he was not just a one dimensional player. He he could do it all over a long period of time. He was one of the, if not the best defenders in the league for years. He not only defended, but of course we know his scoring uh, ability. His uh, basketball acumen was amazing. And um, even though I wrote an article uh, supporting people going into the NBA at 18, I think um, uniquely Jordan being able to go to college for those two years in North Carolina and get coached up by Dean Smith the fact that Jordan was, what, the youngest of four boys, that really helped his development and getting better and better against his brothers that he played against. I think all that that recipe just created this, this mythical basketball legend. And, um, and, like, his hands, too. Like, his hands were huge. And so, like, he could palm the ball and he could do things with the ball that a lot of players couldn't do because they just don't have large enough hands. And I think that goes underrated. The way that he could orchestrate and maneuver the basketball in his hands um, was just next level. Of course, his vertical leap, I think, what, his, it was measured at 48 inches or something. I mean, he probably could have competed in the, uh, the Summer Olympics in the long jump. But, um, yeah, it's... It, he was just amazing. And I actually had the privilege uh, to see him twice. I saw him once in an old like Larry Bird classic uh, over at the old Pacer Arena, the Market Square Arena. That arena, actually, you could drive under that arena, which was really strange. Uh, I'm definitely aging myself. But uh, yeah, the Larry Bird invited like all the top players and they did some like um, uh, some like, uh, what do you call it? Um not a non-profit basketball game, but a charity game. There you go, a charity game. And I got to see Jordan play that day. And then I was probably, I don't know, 13, 14 years old at the time. But then I got to actually see Michael Jordan play when I was living out in Portland, Oregon. And um, I think I saw him play in the 95-96 season against the Blazers. And I remember him playing against basically the jail Blazers of the time, um, he was playing against uh, J.R. Ryder, Isaiah Ryder, and Ryder was quite the uh, he was quite the player actually, six foot five, big, strong. But uh, Jordan just uh, cooked him that that day. I think he scored like over thirty points, and in the spring of that ninety six season, and I got to actually see Jordan play that day. So I got to actually see Michael Jordan play in the flesh, and um, I'm pretty proud of that. It's a it's a memory that I can hold on to. And kind of boasts a little bit about, but um, yeah, I mean, Jordan is the goat, and I, I don't know in my lifetime if we'll ever get someone to surpass him. I mean, yeah, people will score more points, they'll get more steals, they'll get more rebounds, et cetera, et cetera. We live in an age where everyone not not everyone, but um, people do like to pat their numbers. And Jordan was not into that. 
Um, he did what he could do to help win the game. And um, it was never about um, getting more rebounds or steals or assists or three-pointers. Yes, he could have done that. If, if he was so focused on getting a triple-double, he actually could have done that pretty easily. And, um, I mean, there was one season where he short, shot over 40% from the three-point line. And, of course, teams played differently. But had Jordan played now in today's NBA, if you take his basketball fundamentals and then you help him to see the benefit of shooting from the three-point line, Jordan would have been an amazing three-point shooter. On top of the fact that he had all the skills on the inside, the mid-range, the athleticism, um, and then of course he didn't have to. He wouldn't have to deal with all the um, just getting beat up by the '80s, '90s basketball, the Knicks, the, the the Jordan rules with the Pistons. You just he wouldn't have to have dealt dealt with any of that hand checking, etc. I mean, Jordan could drop 40, 50 points per game. And I actually honestly believe that. And uh, gosh, it's just a shame that we can't have a facsimile of Jordan, like a reincarnation of Jordan play now. It just would be amazing. But um, yeah, I'm definitely glad I got to see him play. And um, it would be nice uh, in my lifetime to see another amazing goat come to fruition. Uh, I think... Kobe and LeBron were the closest uh, to get to the, that that upper echelon, um, as Bill Simmons talks about Mount Rushmore of uh, players. But yeah, Michael Jordan, man, I mean, he still is killing it today. I, he owns his own NBA team. Don't get me started on the management side of the Charlotte Hornets, but um, and of course his shoes are always sold out. Everyone wants Jordans. Everyone wants to be on the jump man team. I mean, Jordan is just, he's still to this day, just so people so much grab people's will still gravitate towards him today is what I meant to say. So, um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to have an excuse to talk about, um, the goat. Anyways, kind of a different podcast. I didn't really go over the NBA news of the day, and I really kind of shot off the shot from the hip today. And so, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the the, the topics. And um, I really do thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell for future videos. And uh, please rate and review podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can uh, read my articles that I write on DestinationHoop.com. Contact me at Twitter at uh, DestinationHoop. Anyway, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Until next time, God bless. Peace out.